now I slam it when I'm gonna make sure it's broke. When you're going, I won't get home. So I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set. I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder, damn. But think about a thing you understand. I'm just an addict, addicted to music. Maybe it's a habit. I gotta use it. Even if it's jazz or the quiet storm. I a beat up, converted into hip hop form. Write a rhyme and graffiti in every show you see me in. Deep concentration, cause I'm no comedian. Jokers are wild if you wanna be tame. I treat you like a child and you're gonna be named. Another enemy, not even a friend of me. Cause you'll get fried in the end when you pretend to be competing. Cause I just put your mind on pause and I complete when you compare my rhyme with yours. I wake you up and as you stare in your face, you seem stunned. Remember me? The one you got your idea from. But soon you start to suffer. The tune will get rougher when you start to stutter. That's when you had enough. Fighting it'll make you choke. You can't provoke. You can't cope. You should have broke because I ain't no joke. All right, what's going on, everybody? <clears throat> Welcome to another edition of the Mad Nucleus Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Felton. For those that do and don't know, welcome. And thank you all again for listening. And make sure you sign up to Anchor. All you need is your password. Well, an email first and then a password and you're all in. All right. Today, on July 7th, 1987, 35 years to the day, an album came out by the name of Paid in Full by a couple of artists, a DJ by the name of Eric B. and the MC by the name of Rakim, known collectively as the duo Eric B. and Rakim. All right. So what... Where do we start with this album? Like all the others, we got to start somewhere. And we're going to dive into the history of it, how it came about. You know, the whole shebang. Excuse me. Got something in my throat. But um, we got to start it somewhere. So without further ado, let's break this mofo down. All right. Paid in Full is the debut album of American hip-hop duo Eric B. and Rakim. Released on July 7th, 1987 by Island Subsidiary label, 4th and Broadway Records. The duo recorded the album at hip-hop producer Marley Mall's home studio and Power Play Studios in New York City, following Rakim's response to Eric B.'s search for a rapper to complement his disc jockey work in 1985. The album peaked at number 58 on the Billboard 200 charts, number eight on the hip-hop and R&B album charts, and produced five singles. Eric B. is President, I Ain't No Joke, I Know You Got Soul, Move the Crowd, and Paid in Full. Okay. This album was recorded between 1986 and 1987, and dropped five singles, of course. But Paid in Full is credited as a benchmark album of the golden age of hip-hop. Rakim's rapping, which pioneered the use of internal rhymes in hip-hop, set a higher standard of lyricism in the genre and served as a template for future rappers. That you have to agree with. If you don't agree with that, you ain't been paying attention. The album's heavy sampling by Eric B. became influential in hip-hop production. The record has sold over a million copies and... 
The Recording Industry Association of America certified it as platinum in 1995. In 2020, the album ranked number 61 on Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. I mean, it would be hard to, you know, to mess that up or miss up on that. But number 61 is a ranked a little too low for my taste, but it's all in what you like, who's making the list or whatever else. So, you know, let's talk about the background next, shall we? Eric B. and Rakim met in 1985 after Eric B. looked for a rapper to complement his turntable work at the New York City radio station WBLS. After Rakim responded to Eric B.'s search for New York's top MC, Eric B.'s friend and roommate, Marley Maul, allowed him to use his home studio. The first track they recorded, Eric B. is, is president, was released as a single on the independent Zakia uh, Records in 1986. After Def Jam Recordings found, founder Russell Simmons heard the single, the duo were signed to Island Records and began recording the album in Manhattan's Power Play Studios in early 1987. Rakim wrote his songs in approximately one hour while listening to the beat. He then recorded his vocals in the booth by reading his lyrics from a paper. In, in 2006, well, let me, let me, that's how it was always done. Uh, you hear the beat, you would write the rhymes accordingly, or you would just write your rhymes, you would have your, you know, the concept, and then you tell the DJ, this is what I want to write it about, I'm going to rap it to you, and this and this and that, and you come up with a beat for it, or they would play a beat, and you say, okay, I can write some stuff for it. That's a true MC. That's why they call him God, the God rock him along. Just to, uh, you know, let you in on something. But where, where would, let me pick up where I left off here. I didn't want to get. Okay, in 2006, Rakim revealed when I first, when I hear my album today, I hear myself reading my rhymes, but I'm my worst critic. The duo completed the album in one week. They have said that they worked in 48-hour shifts and recorded in single takes to complete the album within budget. That means their budget must have been way lower. Whatever equipment they worked with, they had. But luckily, because Marley Maul was the top producer in hip-hop at the time, that helped. That gave them a boost. That gave them everything they needed. It didn't feel like a low-quality album with a low budget, but you know, definitely a great quality because they had the backing of Marley Maul who is the chief at the time. He was the dawn of hip-hop producers. You got with him, you were in great hands because Marley Maul was that dude. Marley Maul were, is on, to me, the Mount Rushmore of hip-hop producers. If I was to ever make one. In a 2008 interview with All Hip Hop, Eric B stated, to sit here and say we put together this calculated album to be great album would be a lie. We were just doing records that felt good. The album's success led to a contract with Uni Records and MCA Records where they released their second album, the follow-up Follow the Leader, also a classic. Eric B. and, and Rakim are credited as officially producing Paid in Full, although Marley Maul claimed to have produced two tracks, My Melody and Eric B. is President. Eric B. has argued that Marley Maul 
was only an engineer. In 2003, Eric B. alleged that the duo had not been fully paid for their work and filed a lawsuit against the Island Def Jam music group, Larry Cohen and Russell Simmons. Well, damn. Yep. You got to pay up. Friends is friends, but pay what is old. But we don't know the whole story. I didn't look into that story. But, you know, that would be saved for some podcasts that love digging up dirt, you know. But I haven't looked into that story. But how come Liar Cohen's name is always into something and it's never something good? And Russell Simmons has had his share of dirt, but not as much as Liar Cohen. The album cover featured a photo of Eric B and Rakim wearing custom-made Gucci knockups by Harlem Taylor Dapper Dan. <laughs> Why are they knockoffs? Knockups. They call them knockups, but I thought they was gonna say knockoffs, but to make it seem like it was less vulgar or you know less enthusiastic, they called it knockups. Okay. All right, let's talk about the music. Rakim's rhyme and deviated from the simple rhyme patterns of early 1980s hip-hop. His free rhythm style ignored bar lines and had earned comparisons to Thelonious Monk. The New York Times, Ben Ratliff, wrote that Rakim's unblustery rapping developed the form beyond the flat-footed rhythms of schoolyard rhymes. While many rappers developed their technique through improv Visation, Rakim was the first to demonstrate advantages of a writerly style, as with the instance of pioneering use of internal rhyme. Unlike previous rappers such as LL Cool J and Run DMC, who delivered their vocals with high energy, Rakim employed a relaxed, stoic delivery. According to MTV, we've been used to MCs like Run and DMC, Chuck D and KRS-One leaping on the mic, shouting with energy and irreverence, but Rakim took a methodical approach to his microphone fiending. That's very true. He, you never heard Rakim ever yell on the mic. You never heard him yell to be heard or to stand out. Or, you know, that just wasn't who he was. He was relaxed. He was stoic. He was stern. You know, he was confident. You, you can see the confidence. When he said something, you heard it. You could understand his rhymes more clearly. And I never heard a rapper who I understood more clearly than Rakim. And getting back on subject. He had a slow flow and every line was blunt and mesmeric. Rakim's relaxed delivery resulted from his jazz influences. He had played the saxophone and was a John Coltrane fan. His subject matter often covered his own rapping skills and lyrically superiority, lyrical superiority over other rappers. Also, to add a tidbit, Rakim is also the nephew of the late great Ruth Brown, Portsmouth's very own Portsmouth, Virginia, my hometown's very own Ruth Brown. She's a legend too. Rest in peace upstairs. So he comes from a musical family. All music editor Steve Huey characterized Rakim for his complex internal rhymes, illiterate imagery, velvet smooth flow, and unpredictable off-the-beat rhythms. Pitchfork writer Jess Harville described his rapping as authoritative, burnished, and 
possessing an inflappable sense of rhythm. Paid in full, which contains gritty, heavy, and dark beats, marked the beginning of the heavy sampling in hip-hop records. Of the album's 10 tracks, three are instrumentals. As a disc jockey, Eric B. had reinstated the art of live turntable mixing. His soul-filled sampling became influential in the future of hip-hop production. Music critic Robert Christigal noted that Eric B. had incorporated touches of horn and whistle deep in the mix of his sample percussion and scratches. I have to agree. The singles. Okay. There's some stories behind these singles. Eric, starting with their first single, Eric B. is President. It was released as the first single with my melody as the B-side. So, I'm going to click on Eric B. is President and dive into the story of what was said by Eric B. About the controversy, Eric B. told AllHipHop.com, I took the records to Marley Maul's house in Queensbridge and paid Marley Maul to be the engineer. Marley got paid. That's why he's not a producer. That's why he is not getting publishing i bought the music i just couldn't work the equipment because that's not what i did during an interview in 2008 eric beek said i took fonda rays over like a fat rat and said this is the baseline i'm going to use for this record rakim spit the beer all over the wall and thought it was the funniest shit in the world I told Rakim, just like you laughing now, you're going to be laughing all the way to the bank and be a millionaire one day because of this record. It is one of the, you know, Rakim was a kid at the time drinking beer. <laughs> oh, man. But Eric B. is president is one of the greatest hip hop songs ever. So Eric B. was not lying to him. Eric B. truly believed what he believed. It peaked at number 48 on the hot R&B and hip-hop singles and tracks and number 40 on the hot dance music maxi single sales. The track sparked debate on the legal legality of unauthorized sampling when James Brown sued to prevent the duo's use of his music. Pop Matters' Mark Anthony Neal called it the most danceable hip-hop recording of 1986. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. I heard a lot of the hip-hop records in 86, and uh, that, that was so bass-heavy, it didn't really have a beat. It was more bass-heavy. A lot of boom and stuff. You know, I could, I'd like to throw uh, South Bronx as a more danceable track. You know, there was, um, you know, some songs by Schoolie D that came out that was pretty danceable. But, you know, it's, it's all debatable. It's all in what you like. How can you move to it? But, you know, I have to disagree with that one there. According to Tory of the New York Times, it is Rakim's verbal dexterity as well as his calm, deep voice and dark tone that has made this song a rap classic. I came in the door. I said it before. I'll never let the mic magnetize me no more. But it's biting me, fighting me, inviting me to rhyme. I can't hold it back. I'm looking for the line. Taking off my coat, clearing my throat. The rhyme will be kicking in till I hit my last note. 
that's that got the crowd like whoa 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 this dude is saying stuff that most other rappers you know was it a was it a code that they couldn't rap like that until 1986 1987 you know him KRS-One Chuck D broke some codes there that that changed the landscape of hip-hop like I said Remixes of both Eric B, his president, and My Melody were included on the album as opposed to their original versions. The second single, I Know You Got Soul, peaked at number 39 on the Hot Dance Music Club Play chart, number 34 on the Hot Dance Music Maxi Single Sales, and number 64 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Singles and Tracks. The track's production contains digitized cymbal crashes, Breathing sounds and a bumping bass line. The song popularized James Brown samples in hip hop songs. The British band Mars sampled the line Pump Up the Volume on their number one UK single, Pump Up the Volume. Rolling Stone ranked it as number 386 on the 500 greatest songs of all time. Yeah, that that so that 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 track gets the crowd moving. You know, they used the Bobby Bird sample. Bobby Bird made the song. You know, I know you got soul and they they sped up. They sped it up. You can tell. Just go look, listen to, you know, Bobby Bird's song and listen to this. You can clearly tell it was, you know, sped up and, you know, they added some extra stuff to it. It was very dope. The third single, I Ain't No Joke, peaked at number 38 on the hot R&B, hip hop singles and tracks. Described as one of the album's monumental singles, Michael David LaBella wrote in the All Music Guide to Rock That Rock Him, grabs the listener by the throat and illustrates his mastery of the rhyming crab. The fourth single, Move the Crowd, peaked at number three on the Hot Dance Music Club play chart and number 25 on the Hot Dance Music Maxi single sales. The track's B-side, Paid in Full was released as a single in 1987 and later remixed by the production duo Cold Cut. The remix used several vocal samples, most prominently um, a new Alu by Israeli singer Ofra Haza. Yeah, that's, you know. In 2008, the song was ranked at number 24 on VH1's 100 Greatest Hip Hop Song. All right. The reception and the influence. You know, all music, Blender, Krista God's record guide, all that stuff. So they gave it, all music and Blender gave it five stars. Five stars. Krista Gow, B. Encyclopedia of Popular Music, five. Music, four. Pitchfork, 7.8 out of 10. Q. Four, Rolling Stones Album Guide, five. Spin Alternative Record Guide, 10 out of 10. Uncut, four. Okay. Ain't no way in the world you gonna rank this anything lower than a four and a half. They tripping. Those who ranked it four, you're tripping. This is something you did not hear. This was a breath of fresh air and something you did not hear before. And you give it four? Maybe I'm showing bias here, but a four? Makes me question music. It's like today's music. What stands out? Nothing. And I ain't knocking today's artists, but you know, a lot of the stuff they saying, they trying to sound like each other. 
Rakim, Eric B and Rakim won't doing that. They were trying to differentiate and be different and give you something brand new, and that's what they did. So that deserves a five in itself. In a contemporary review for the Washington Post, Mark Jenkins highlighted the single Eric B is rock Eric B is president, excuse me, but was unimpressed by the rest of paid in full. His beats are monotonous and the attempts to take jazz and the quiet storm and convert it into hip hop form fell fall flat. Total bullshit, dog. Oh, I see who what kind of guy he is. Oh, uh, never mind. Forgive him. Dude don't know anything about hip hop. Robert Christigal from Village Voice said it has four groundbreaking breaking masterworks and I ain't no joke. I know you got soul paid in full and Eric B is president but was less enthusiastic about the other six songs. They're pure, innovative, in your face, no doubt, but they also turn to liberalism with spoken decoration of small use to anyone who hasn't internalized the real hip-hop aesthetic. Nah, bro. Cut it out, man. Just cut it out, man. In the newspaper's annual Paz and Jop critics poll, it was named the 27th best album of 1987. I could take that as a compliment or an insult. If they if they're including rock, dance, R and B, you know, jazz, so okay, take it as a compliment. But if they're just breaking it down into just two or three genres, take it as an insult. I mean, take the first as a compliment. Take this one as an insult. So I don't know how to really take that one. Paid in Full was released during what became known as the golden age of hip-hop era. In the Rolling Stone album guide in 2004, Sasha Fire Jones called it one of hip-hop's perfect records, while Alex All considered it to be the duo's magnum opus in his book, The Men Behind Def Jam. Rakim's rapping on the set album set a blueprint for future rappers and helped secure East Coast hip-hop's reputation for innovative lyrical technique. Author William Cobb stated in the To the Break of Dawn that his rapping had stepped outside of the preceding era of old-school hip-hop and that while the vocabulary and lyrical dexterity of newer rappers had improved, it was nowhere near what Rakim introduced to the genre. That doesn't make sense. You were right at first because they stepped outside of the norms of old school hip hop and gave you something new. But how is it nowhere near what Rakim introduced to the genre? That doesn't make any sense. Make that make sense to me, somebody, please. Somebody comment. When I post this on social media, comment. Listen to what I'm telling you. Listen to what I'm reading to you and what I'm telling you. In this particular segment, make that make sense to me. The New York Times, Dimitri Ehrlich, who described the album as an artistic and commercial benchmark, credited Rakim for 
helping give birth to a musical genre and leading a quiet musical revolution, introducing a soft-spoken rapping style. All music Steve Huey declared paid in full one of the hip-hop's most influential albums and essential listening for those interested in the genre's basic musical foundations. Correct on both of those. That's what I'm telling you. That's how I'm, you know, to break it down like that, that's what I'm saying, what those two guys were saying. MTV ranked it as number one in the greatest hip-hop albums of all time, stating it raised the standards of hip-hop, both sonically and poetically, and described it as captivating, profound, innovative, and instantly fluential. The album is broken down track by track by Rakim and Brian Coleman's book, Check the Technique. In 2003, Rolling Stone listed it paid in full at number 228 on the 500 greatest albums of all time, maintaining the rating in a 2012 revised list, calling it ice grilled, laid back, diamond sharp. Rakim is a front runner in the race of the best rapper ever, and this album is a big reason why. In the 2020 reboot of the list, the album's rank shot up to number 61. Similarly, Blender Magazine included the album in its 500 CDs you must own before you die. Time Magazine listed it as one of the 18 albums of the 1980s in its all-time 100 albums. Editor Alan Light acknowledged the record changed the sound flow and potential of hip-hop and that if Rakim is the greatest MC of all time, as many argue, this album is the evidence. Jess Harville of Pitchfork complimented Rock him for an endless display of pure skill and described the album as laid back and funky and believed it contained too much filler to get a free classic uh, pass. Too much filler? Such total garbage, bro. Get the fuck out of here with that shit, bro. Pitchwalk Media placed paid in full at number 52 in its top 100 albums of the 1980s, there were 100 great albums of the 80s. You would have to listen to every album by every artist, whether they were one and done, to say that this was number 52. Number 52, bro. 52. This is hands down the best album of the 80s. Top two or three all time. Stop, man. Just stop it. Now I'm really getting upset because some, some people just don't know what they're talking about. Editor Sam Chino wrote that Rakim inspired a generation of MCs and defined what it meant to be a hip-hop lyricist. By 2018, at which point Pitchfork had sub substantially altered their list of top 10 or top albums of the 80s, Paid in Full was moved to number 11. Come on, man. Thanks for the generosity, but come on, man. And called a crowning achievement in hip-hop's first golden age. A slap to the face only to say, oh, a crowning achievement in the golden age. And one of the genres glittering, Rosetta Stones. Slant Magazine listed the album as number 32 on the list of best albums of the 1980s. Man, stop it. For say now, if you're talking about all for all genres, this is a great number to be at but hip-hop no freaking way
best albums of the 80s saying for his part, Rakim didn't need to rely on macho jargon and trite gangsterisms for his self-aggrandizing sermons. He would simply reel off line after line of spellbinding wordplay, influencing an entire decade of tongue-twisting MCs in the process. Rakim is credited with influencing rappers including the Wu-Tang Clan, Jay-Z, 50 Cent, and Nas, who cited Paid in Full as their as one of the favorites of his albums. 50 Cent told NME that Paid in Full was the first album he bought. He used to get I used to get to my grandmother's tape recorder, the one she used to tape church services and record hip hop off the radio. And with Eric being Rock Him, I think that was the first moment I where I felt like I've got to I got to own this. This is crucial. <laughs> On July 11th, 1995, the Recording Industry Association of America certified the album as platinum. As of December 1997, it sold over a million copies. Yeah, that's crazy. They did a reissue. They did three reissues. One in 1998 from Island Polygram Records. One in 2004. No, 2003, excuse me. Island and Universal Records. And then in 2005, again, it, they got the original track listings or, yeah, these are the original 10 track listings. That doesn't include the remix of Pay in Full and As the Rhyme Goes On. You know, charts, personnel, Nobody, you know, outside of Marley Mall, really well-known, involved in the personnel. Certifications, platinum, charts, you know, all of that. But in a nutshell, what you have here is considered by many the greatest hip-hop album of all times. And if it's not in their greatest, it's definitely in their top three. Not top five, top three. It's either second or third. You know, many people putting... Uh, Thirty Six Chamber or Illmatic or Straight Outta Compton or It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. Those, you know, are top five, period. But Paid in Full is always somewhere between one and three. Always, you know. All you got to do is listen for yourself. Listen to any issue. Every issue day is outside, you know, a lot of, you know, they they do these reissues and they put they remix tracks and stuff like that. But you you listen to the originals first, then you do the reissues and you just listen, have a good time, and I guarantee you, you're listening to material that people could not comprehend. Some of these critics did not know what they were talking about, you know. So, folks, what you got is hands down the greatest hip hop album of the 1980s, rivaling with that being rivaled, I should say. By Criminal Minded, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, um, Three Feet High and Rising, and several others. So to conclude this, um, you know, this is hands down number two on my list, my favorite album of the 1980s. 
and number two behind 36 Chambers. July 7th, 1987. Nobody knew that their ears and their thought process was going to change forever and a day. Eric B. and Rakim gave you paid in full. All right. To wrap this up, you know, thank you all for listening. And, you know, this is the Mad Nucleus Podcast, and I hope to see you soon. Till next time. Peace and love. And I'm out. Well, yeah, and another thing, another one that's coming up is, um, what was I about to say? Oh, man, skip what I say, man, skip what I say. You know, peace and love and I'm out. This is a journey into sound. a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. With all is ready, I throw this switch. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Up kids, so I think of all the devious things I did. Five, two, three.